Hello, hello, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of That's My Personal Business. Hello, welcome, welcome back, what it, whichever it is, whether you have been here for the last three years or the last three seconds, I am so excited to have you here. In case you are new, I'm Eden Schrader, your host. I am a destination wedding photographer turned business coach, and now I get to help hundreds and thousands of creatives and photographers like yourself scale their businesses and build beautiful companies that allow them to build beautiful lives, which that's kind of the premise of everything here is that you have a beautiful life outside of your business, which leads me to the most exciting intro ever. Just kidding. It's not actually. However, this intro is going to be short because this is an automation. Um, I practice what I preach, you guys, and I love having a beautiful life outside of my business. And for me personally, the way that manifests is I love kind of like taking my summers off. Like I love being able to just kind of vacation, kind of feel like I did when I was a kid and I had summers off. Obviously, I can't do that completely, but I try to clock out during the summer as much as possible. So what this looks like is minimal new content created. We don't take on any new one-on-one offerings. I just work with my becoming clients and girls, and it's lovely. And so in the honor of taking my summers off and living the Eden Schrader ways, I will not be recording new podcast episodes. So I'm actually really excited because we are going to be revisiting some of our top 10 biggest podcast episodes ever from like the first year and a half, which was a year and a half ago. And that's so insane. I cannot believe the podcast has been here for nearly three years. So each week this summer, you are going to be able to listen to either a podcast episode you haven't heard in over a year and a half, or maybe you've never heard it and you should because there are reason, there is a reason why they are in our top 10. So I'm incredibly excited for each day for us to dive into one of these iconic episodes. And you will find links for everything that we're doing, sharing, keeping up with freebies, all of that good stuff, as always in the show notes. And I would love if you came and followed along on Instagram. That's where I'm going to be sharing my summer with you, what I'm doing, what our automations look like, and much more. So I'm excited. I hope you take a page out of my book and you automate some things, you repurpose some things, and you take some of the summer off. I love you guys. I mean it. Let's get into it. Abby, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you on. Starting this out, I literally was like, wait, I've never met Abby. I keep thinking we're like real life friends because I feel like we've talked on the internet for so long. <laughs> I remember I that I don't actually know you. <laughs> I definitely refer to you just as Eden. Like I like I definitely think that you're a friend on the first name basis. So it's very okay, weird. Good. Okay. We I'm glad it's mutual though. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I literally was like, wait, we've never even like, I don't even know if we've had a call. Like I was like, we may have only been typing to each other, which is yeah. like, such a, I don't know. That is one of the weirdest things about social media right now is I feel like I'm like, oh, I know all these people. Like we're friends. We've never met, but we we're friends and it's like totally normal. Completely. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Well, I am so excited to have you on and talk about all the things because you guys at the Hearns, right? It's the Hearns. I'm like, I'm saying that right, right? Yes. Yep, okay. Perfect. The Hearns. <laughs> you guys have the coolest, most like niched down photography business. So I am so excited to hear about everything. Thank you. We love it. I love it. Okay. So can I ask like, let's hear the background, the intro, like how did you guys get started in this industry? How did you kind of get to like this specialty? What's kind of your guys's little origin story? Um, so I was into photography when I was in college, and I actually interned with a wedding photographer in Austin. 
um, just as like a way to make some money throughout college. And I thought it was pretty fun. But I remember thinking I never wanted to do weddings on my own because I was really intimidated by it. And then she, (laughs) I know, I feel like most people, they're like their first wedding that they second shot. They were like, I'm never doing this. But um, yeah, I ended up like second shooting, I think like 10 weddings with her. And then she referred my first wedding to me because these people reached out to her and she was out of their budget. And she was like, I know the perfect person for you. And it ended up being these people that I knew they were friends of ours. Um, And so they reached out and I was like, no, I'm not ready to have my own business. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And this friend was like, I really want you to do it. I think you'll do an amazing job and I would love for you to shoot my wedding. And so I agreed. And then I recruited Callan, who we had just gotten married. So early in our marriage, recruited him. I didn't want to hire a second shooter or have to deal with a different person that day. So I was like, you want to learn how to work a camera and come shoot this wedding with me? And um, we had so much fun with it. Like that first wedding, Truly, it was exhausting. It was terrifying. There was like stressful moments that happened. But at the end of the day, we were both just like, this was so much fun. We love it. And um, I had just graduated college. So I pretty much decided I'm going to try a year of photography and try and build a business. And if it doesn't work, then I'll do um, teaching, which is what my degree was in, but I hated it. And so I went for it. And that year ended up shooting five weddings in Texas. And then the next year we shot 10 weddings. And um, along with that time, we were doing these big road trips out West and really falling in love with like California and Utah and wanting to spend more time out here. And then I remember we shot an engagement session in Joshua tree. um, I think like a year after that first wedding and when we shot that, I was like, this is so cool. Like when we were shooting weddings in Texas, I was always trying to find the most wild looking thing at the venue. Like we'd shoot at a golf course and I would find the one patch of trees and go in the trees. I love it. So actually, yeah, it was so funny. Like actually shooting out West, I was like, wait, this is everything I've been seeking. And it was like the type of people when we would book stuff out here, it was the type of people we wanted to be shooting and working with. And um, we pretty much decided we were going to do this three-month road trip and live off of our savings and just try and travel as much of the west as we could and when we did that we basically never came home so we went for it we like sold all of our stuff did this road trip and then realized that we could build our business out here and do more of the adventurous stuff and more of the things that we wanted to do and pretty much built the business from that like pursuit of more time and the places that we loved and that was always the priority and always why we did it and it's still why we do it and still why we book where we do it's just we really want this to complement the lifestyle that we want and the day-to-day that we want and that's kind of been the root of every decision with the business and then obviously adventure elements got more popular than we anticipated and it's grown into quite the industry and it's been really cool to see how it was like for us this was never the end goal or something that we thought we would get out of trying to do more elopements or more weddings and national parks but seeing what it's become has been really cool and obviously has worked out really well for us 
I love that. And that's like (laughs) what I'm so excited to hear more about and pick your brain on a bit because, okay, also I'm like, do I remember correctly? Did you guys live in a van for a bit? Like, were you traveling the West in a van? Am I remembering that correctly? Okay, cool. Yeah, so we like first lived in this tiny little camper thing that we towed with our Subaru and we did that for 10 months and then we were like, okay, we're actually going to stay on the road and do this longer term. So we bought a van and built that out. And we were in that for a year and a half and then bought the big gray camper that we have now yes, and lived in that for a while. Yeah. And that thing's like, we still have that and use it for going to Alaska and when we go to Yosemite and that kind of thing. But now we have a house in Moab and live here somewhat full time. Okay. Amazing. So when you guys first started traveling with the West, was the idea to like, were you full-time with photography at that point? Was the idea to go full-time? Like what was kind of the balance between this trip and photography? So we were full-time in the sense that we didn't have any other job, but it was, we weren't making like a living wage, but we were living off of peanut butter sandwiches Mm -hmm. and like living in BLM land and stuff. So Technically, it was our full-time job, but we did not have a, like, stable income going into this. Okay, amazing. So were you guys, like, hoping to start booking more weddings while you took this journey? Like, was that kind of your intention with it, or did it, was it kind of, like, kismet? Like, how did you guys start ramping up into this, this career? Because I feel like, um, like, now that you're saying (laughs) this, too, I'm like, wait, I feel like I've been following you guys for so long. So I feel like I've seen when you guys first started, like, that little road trip journey, which is so fun. Um, And I know you guys, you were kind of picking up business at that point. So were you marketing that you were, like, road tripping the West and so people could book elopements? Like, how did you start bringing in this constant stream of elopements while traveling? I'm, like, in a van. That's wild. (laughs) Yeah, it was mostly so we were kind of marketing for it with our Instagram. Um, And I had I started with like a personal Instagram account that I would post about our travels and people from Texas followed it. And then it kind of gained a little bit more following through working with random brands and stuff like that, that just little things would come up. And, um, and then we created the Hearns after we bought the van. So we were 10 months into the road and pretty much had a year booked of about 15 weddings I think and it was maybe five of them were like adventurous weddings um, and something you know you would call an elopement with less than 25 guests but it really for us was like this pipe dream to have anywhere near what we're doing right now like we just we weren't very strategic about it until a couple years ago when we realized we had to be more strategic because it was a business but definitely I mean when we first hit the road and stuff it was more just like hopefully we don't eat through our savings too quickly and hopefully we can book two weddings a year to pay for gas. (laughs) I love that. And then it worked out way more. And I mean, I definitely, I was like really intentional about blogging just because I really enjoyed blogging and that helped with our SEO a ton. That was like a huge boost for us before our Instagram was established was we ranked for adventure wedding photographer on Google really quickly because there were like two other people trying to rank for Mm -hmm. that at the time. And I was blogging twice a week. So that helped a lot. Amazing. Okay. So yeah, that's what I was, my next question was when you guys started this adventure elopements were 
kind of like they just weren't really a thing like elopements were starting to get more popular but I really do feel like this movement of like what weddings is now started like a couple years ago like within five years almost so when you guys started doing this what was it like kind of getting started in a niche slash almost creating a niche that otherwise hadn't really existed I feel like weddings were very classic very like standard like I don't know, like traditional weddings were kind of the norm. So what was it like kind of taking this leap into a niche that didn't really have a lot of establishment at the time? It was, it's very interesting because when I look back on it, in a lot of ways, I feel really lucky about our timing. Like, I think that it really helped us that we were new in this thing as it was growing. And I, sometimes I talk to people, they're like trying to establish an elopement business right now. And I'm like, I don't really know there's a few things I can tell you, but I don't know how to do it now because it was so different when I broke into it five mm-hmm. years ago. But um, it also was very challenging just because there wasn't anyone to look to. There wasn't like education around it or contracts or people teaching about permitting in national parks or anything like that. I mean, there was just not really, it, it was total wild west for us. And we were pretty much figuring it out as we went. Um, but it was really cool because it meant that the people that we got to work with were really in it. Like people really, really connected with the idea of doing a small wedding and it, those early weddings were so meaningful. And I mean, they all are, we still love so many of the weddings that we shoot and the couples we work with. Um, but it's really fun for me to think back to those first few, because I think those couples were so brave. They didn't have any example to look to. They didn't know like people could even get married in Yosemite. And so when they did it, they were like, we're the first people doing this. And I remember we used to walk the trails and like every hiker we saw would see a bride and be like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. You can get married in the park. This is so cool. And it's kind of flipped to where now it's like, you see a hiker and they're like, oh, another wedding couple. Cool. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is fine. And it's, you know, like, I'm happy that more people are doing it, but um it's really fun thinking of those early years when it was this new exciting thing and yeah like I it's weird that we'll never have that feeling again but Mm -hmm. I'm really thankful for it oh that's so beautiful I'm like oh that's like I just love (laughs) it it's so cute so how were you guys because I I mean, I guess this is an assumption, but like you guys are very outdoorsy. (laughs) Like you live in Moab, you love like bringing in this part of your lives into your business. So was that kind of always at the forefront when you started weddings? Like how did you kind of bring in, like what was the decision process like when you were like, okay, we love outdoors, we love hiking and things. So we're just going to like see if we can make weddings like this. Like was that kind of the train of thought or how did you guys kind of bring in this brand that is very much you? Like, I just feel like you guys are your brand, which I always love yeah, to see. Totally. I, for us, it was really just this, like finding our passion and the things that we loved. And I mean, we both grew up in Texas and didn't come from the most outdoorsy families. Like I went to national parks growing up as a kid, but we didn't really do much hiking or anything beyond that. Um, and same with Callan's family, but he was really in he got more into the outdoors in college and kind of brought me into that as well because we've been together since we were really young we started dating when I was 16 so we've also just yeah (laughs) total children and we've like grown up together so a lot of the things that make me who I am now 
are things that we learned and did and found together and kind of influenced each other towards. But I would say overall, it was more Callan's influence. He's always been really like different and he's always pushed the status quo and he's always loved time in the outdoors and quiet time outside. And um, so we started doing these Western road trips and falling more in love with things like rock climbing and hiking in the national parks. And I was really loving photographing these places and photographing just each other out in these places and landscapes. And um, I, I remember the first time I ever felt like a photographer was a photo that I took in Yosemite and it was foggy and it, it's still one of my favorite photos because I remember taking it and being like, oh my gosh, I've really done it. I'm a photographer now. Cute. Um, I love those <laughs> moments. Yeah. And it's so cool because I think for us, as we grew in our love for those things, we just naturally made our job more towards those things, you know, and mm-hmm. the more that we could like push that kind of wedding and influence our couples to do that kind of thing. I mean, I remember we shot a wedding in Houston when we lived there still that the couple got married in like a chapel and they had an indoor reception and all of this stuff. But then I remember she, I was talking to the bride and she was telling me about this hike that they really love doing in the woods north of town. And I was like, what if we go out with your wedding clothes and take some photos next week when you guys get back from your honeymoon? And she was like, oh my gosh, I love that idea. And we like got mud on her dress and it's so funny because now that's just completely what we do. But at the time, it felt so crazy. Like, I remember her mom being like, I can't believe you guys are doing this. This is so different and so weird. And it's just funny because I think that's always been where we try and really connect with our couples on a personal level and we try and make the day about them. And it just naturally happens that we tend to book with and connect with the people that get along with us and help them plan a day that's totally something we would want to and that's what they're psyched on I love that yeah I feel like that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about next is you guys have done such a good job at building a very I hate the word but like quote unquote authentic brand (laughs) just because it's, it's very you guys which I think is so powerful to like have something that you personally connect with so much because then your business really reflects that um and I think what I just love about you guys too is not only have you built this business that is so like very much you guys, but it's also very successful. And I feel like that's one of the misconceptions that people have a lot of time about like elopements or like intimate weddings or outdoor weddings or non-traditional weddings as they kind of assume like if it's this really niche thing or even an elopement that it's very kind of low budget, which I'm sure you get like these assumptions all the time is that people think like, oh, it's like, it's such a niche thing that you're probably not earning a ton of money off of it, but you guys have run such a successful business and brand based on this niche. So I would love to kind of talk about what your journey has been with that, because I know you guys offer such a very like distinct client experience as well. Even just from like an outsider's perspective, I'm like, Oh my gosh, if I want to elope in the outdoors or in a national park, like you guys are the only people that come to mind (laughs) that can like (laughs) do it in the way that you do. So I'd love to kind of hear about how you've built this brand and like experience for your clients and kind of like what that success has looked like too. Yeah, totally. Well, okay. Thank you. That is so kind. It means a lot coming from you because I I've always admired your work and I feel like you you have your work is so timeless and your stuff in Moab, especially I just, 
I've always loved it. And I've always been like, this is, it's like canonical Moab elopements to me to like see <gasps> the stuff that you've shot and like dead horse and that kind of thing so it means a oh lot that you would say that about me <laughs> oh my gosh I'm like that's the biggest compliment ever because you guys are like the king and queen of Moab I'm like literally the biggest compliment ever <laughs> oh my gosh well I I really mean it um but yeah for us I mean it just we have found that we make the best work when we're really inspired by what we're doing and the times that we compromise that and we compromise like our values or our passions or the type of wedding we want to be shooting to like have more bookings or make more money or whatever it was it always shot us in the foot it was always something that we looked back and we were like okay no amount of money is worth doing this and like having a day that we're not inspired and we're not fully in it and the couple doesn't deserve that and thankfully it's only happened a few times but anytime it has it's just been this really clear reminder for us that we like the the niche matters and having it be like really important to us and really aligned with what we want to be doing is how we serve our couples really well and have the successful business that we have um but it definitely does like it's counterintuitive because for instance, right now we have a really limited travel schedule. Like we decide where we're going to be each month and we do not go outside of that. And I've had people be like, I will, I'll double your price to fly you to the East coast and shoot this wedding in Acadia national park or whatever. And it's like, we just, we're not going to do that. And we're not going to take those on because we know that overall the most valuable thing we can do is be in the places we want to be. And, shoot the things that we really want to shoot because that's when we produce our best work and give our couples the best experience. And I think that just by keeping that in mind and doing that and making our decisions with that, it's really helped us dial in the experience where, you know, we do only work with like 30 couples a year tops. And each of those couples feels like the day of they're the most important thing in our lives and they're our best friends and we're there for them. And we like, keep that going we have that relationship maintained throughout the whole time from when they book until their gallery is delivered and even afterwards and we're only able to do that because we're so intentional about what we will book and uh, where we'll shoot and all of those things and it, it also means that we genuinely can give this like really knowledgeable experience because when we shoot in Moab we know the area so well and um, like last fall we had a couple that had their wedding was going to be in arches and they like had their permit and everything and then the day before I can't remember what it was there was something about like the park was getting really crowded because of COVID or some weird thing came up that basically the day before they found out people were like not even able to get into the park if they tried to enter oh, after no. 9 a.m and their ceremony was at three and they this like the park service like we can't do anything for you sorry and it was literally the day before and we like very last minute on the phone at 9 p.m. came up with this plan B that ended up being an amazing day that the couple loved so much and a wonderful place and it was all perfect and worked out and it was like we could only do that because we intentionally book in places that we know we can do that in and um, I think that's been a huge part of it for us is just building this thing that we know we can bring way beyond what people expect from us do so much more than they want and we are really confident we can do that every single time because we're so 
zeroed in on what we will book. And it also connects to, like you were saying, us doing that and being so specialized means that when people do want this, they can't imagine working with anyone other than us because they're like, that. who would, who else would do this thing the exact way the Hearns do? And it's like, mm-hmm. only we would. And so that's part of why we're able to have this like smaller company where we don't have associate photographers. We don't have really any other employees. It's just us. And we're able to charge enough to have it be a living wage for the two of us um, because we're so specialized and people they're like I don't care what the price is I want to work with you and I'm not going to work with anyone else and I love that that's the dream that's like where I want (laughs) everyone to be I love that so okay I want to know because I know you mentioned like I love that you guys have this like very distinct travel schedule that you like will not budge on and that like sometimes clients will be like okay but I'll double (laughs) to come to the other side of the coast which I would love to know like what tips you have for people to stay in their niche because I think like someone coming to you and being like I'll double your your wage is like so tempting. Um, So like what kind of advice would you have to people for staying in their niche, even if it's kind of like appealing to not stay in it? Like if it is appealing to sometimes like have these rules that you, I don't know, like sometimes if you're like, oh shoot, did I break this little like rule I've set because it sounds so appealing? Like what advice do you have for people to like stay true to like what they've set? I think, I mean, the biggest thing is to have a clear intention of what your business is and just always ask yourself with every decision does this align with that um and so it's like you can't think of it as individual gigs that you're booking and each individual gig is this amount of money and that's something that I think every photographer really falls into and I still Mm -hmm. do like when people reach out and I'm like no we're full for April but then I look at my calendar and I'm like oh I could fit this day and it's this many dollars to have just this one day be taken, you know, and you, it's so tempting Mm -hmm. to just add one more gig. But then when I think about it in the bigger picture and I'm like, no, I know the income I want for the year. I know that I have plenty of that in April and that it's good. And that like the biggest intention for my business is to facilitate the lifestyle I want. And that's days off in Moab and days off in Alaska and these places that I love. Um, And I think that having that mindset and having that be like, the weight that you give to every single decision helps so much. And especially when you do realize that doing that gives you more value. And in the end, you can charge more, you can have a more successful business and have longevity in the business because you're respecting yourself with each one of those decisions. Um, But it's also, I mean, it's certainly hard and we all make mistakes with that. And I know for me, like I thought I had everything dialed and all of my like intentions and what my choices were going to be were really dialed and then 2020 happened and with COVID it was like free for all it was like I don't know what I'm going to be able to book next year and all this stuff so I just feel like you have to have grace with yourself when you do you know make those decisions in like a more scarcity mindset or you are in the slow season so you book out your busy season more than you usually would Mm -hmm. or things like that um But yeah, I mean, just always knowing that in the end, like, what's the point of this business? What's the point of this job? And is this decision leaning more towards that intention and that goal? Or is it going to take away from it in the end? I love that. So are you guys, do you guys have like clear and set 
rules for what you will take when you travel because I'm like with you guys loving the outdoors so much and then all of your weddings taking place in the outdoors like how do you set these boundaries where when you're doing these like monthly trips or wherever you're going that you're setting like very intentional non-work time (laughs) alongside your work time um yeah that's a huge challenge that like 2017 is the year we always think of that we traveled, we drove 60,000 miles in 2017 and spent, oh my gosh. I mean, it was, we were all over the place and we went to so many national parks and so many states and saw so many things. But when we think back to that year, every time, all we can think about is being stressed and busy and like worried about getting to the next gig. And um, having that experience really did make us realize that we just have to focus on what like what we want and it's like we don't want to go to Yosemite and have it be this just workplace and this place that we only like wake up shoot gigs sleep get rest edit import coal whatever and we're not actually enjoying Yosemite anymore and that's a place that used to mean so much to us and be it's like where we went for our honeymoon and we love it there but if it becomes just work there's no point in working there and so I feel like having that experience and having that mindset has helped us be really intentional. When we do make our schedule, we kind of create this master plan of where we want to be each month. And then with each month, we say, like, if we're going to be in Moab from January through May, we'll kind of say like, okay, we want February to be more open and be more time that we can spend with friends and say that our schedule's open and not worry about work as much. And then we know that April and May are really good times there. So let's let that be busy. And, you know, maybe late April, like this year is more busy than you would, we would usually think we would want, but because we have so much of February and March off, it's kind of worth that trade to have the more packed time. And we still have days off, but we will be busy during, you know, those few weeks. And um, with our travel, it's very similar. We look at it and just try and give ourselves like, a month in Alaska. And we've found that we really enjoy if our work is kind of condensed. So if we're going to shoot three elopements when we're in Alaska, we try and have them be within a week of a ha- and a half of each other. And that gives us, you know, the whole like three and a half weeks or two and a half weeks to be free and be able to do whatever we want and kind of plan our own adventures around that time. Um, and then the biggest challenge is just actually sticking to that and yeah. <laughs> like really honoring those cutoff dates and really honoring our time. And I can honestly say I have never regretted a day off. <laughs> I'm, never, yep, I'm like, like, I don't know if anyone has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like you, you don't wake up and be like, oh, I wish I were working today. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's, it's just always worth it. And I have to remind myself of that a billion times. And it is really hard because I get emails from people that are like, I've been dreaming of working with you for years. And this is, you know, we have this one date frame that we can do and it's always so hard to tell people no. But in the end, it's like the point of this business is to serve me. It's my job. It is my income and I have to honor myself in that. And I can't think of it as this thing that I like have to do as a favor to other people. Yeah. Well, and I think to you, once you start completely putting your clients like above you as a personal person you're (laughs) unable to like serve them properly because you're so drained so I think in the end it it really does help your clients so much more if you are being selective and you are taking care of yourself first so that you can actually show up for them (laughs) in the way that you want to 
in the way they absolutely and it's always like I always think of it as I'm doing this favor to my already booked clients like I know it's like my my number one priority in my business is the clients I have booked The Mm -hmm. next priority is people that want to book with me, but those people do not, they can never have priority over the people I already have booked. And it's like, you have to keep that in mind for longevity and client happiness. Yes, no, for sure. Um, Okay. So I would love to know because you and your husband obviously work together, which is so fun. And you travel so much for work. What has been like your favorite part of like, the aspects of your business. Cause I'm like, how fun is it that you guys, you and Callan get to do these amazing adventures and traveling? Like what has been one of the most like blissed out parts of the Hearns adventure photography? Oh, I love that question. I feel like it's just the fact that it facilitates the lifestyle that it has for us. And the way that we've been able to control our schedule and like have big dreams about places we want to go and then make those dreams happen. And um, like the, the amount of freedom that this job has brought Callan and I to pursue the things that we want and be the places we want to be and go the places we want to go and produce the work we want to produce. is just, it's honestly so hard for me to fathom still. It has allowed so much of the things that we've wanted to do and when we look back on the past like five years since we've initially hit the road it's kind of mind-blowing how many life experiences we've been able to have and how many things we've been able to like dream big about and then make happen um and it it's kind of taught us that this is what we want to always do with our life and we know that you know there's not always going to be the freedom to do this and there's not always going to be like the amount of open days that we have but that overall we just want to always be intentional about how we're spending our time and where we're going and what we're doing and to see value in every single day that we have whether that's in Moab or at home in Texas or wherever it is um, we just have definitely learned that there's like not as much time as everybody thinks there is and we want to spend as much of our time as possible doing the things that we love and in the places that we love. Oh, that was literally the most casually beautiful thing I've ever (laughs) heard. I'm like, that was so beautiful. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And I love that your business has been able to, like, I just love that you've been able to build a business that fosters that. I think that's really like the dream for everyone that you like have work that fulfills you and like helps complete a lifestyle that's so dreamy and like fills you up so much. So I love that so much. Yeah. I wish that every person had the opportunity to do something like this. I really do. I know. I'm like, I hope, I hope whoever's listening to this gets to do it because it's so, it's so incredible. Um, well, I think that's a great way to kind of just lead into like some of the last questions, which are like, what's next for you guys? Like what, what is next for the Hearns? That's a good question. Um, so we, don't plan more than a year out. <laughs> we, Amazing. That's really intentional. We like won't book more than a year in advance. And that's always been a policy. And every single year I'm like, maybe now that our prices are higher, we should like start booking further in advance for people. But every year we stand by that. We're so glad that we did because it's, we just don't know what we're going to want to do in 2022 yet. Um, mm-hmm. But mostly, I mean, we are really settling into life here in Moab. We absolutely love it. We've been in this house for two years. And when we got this house, we kind of 
I saw Moab as possibly a temporary place. I was kind of thinking, I wasn't so sure about the small town and I grew up in Austin, Texas. So I grew up with like good food and live music and a big community and um, a lot of the things that I still really do miss about living here. But what we do, what we've gained from living here is something that I genuinely can't imagine ever giving up now and having access to trails and to the parks and the beautiful places and the solitude that we have here is like totally worth not having Trader Joe's. Um, (laughs) I love uh, it. (laughs) Yeah, so we kind of, we love it here. We think we're going to be here long term and um, are kind of starting to think more about having a family and that kind of thing but still are we have some travel goals that we want to accomplish before so that's kind Amazing. of part of our <laughs> thought process which is hard with COVID because we're like yeah dang it this is not good I know time. I'm like all travel but, all travel goals have been pushed back a little bit right now for sure right yeah but oh I'm also God. like okay this is this is like a pretty minimal sacrifice like it's okay yes mm-hmm. <laughs> no I'm yeah. so glad you guys get to be in such a beautiful place to quarantine I'm like that's Moab would not yeah. be the place to be when there's nothing to really do but outdoors activities so I love that yeah we are super grateful for it I love it okay so to close out the question we ask everyone is what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given it can be related to literally anything doesn't have to be about anything we talked about just whatever comes to mind I don't know that it is like specifically advice but just more the mindset that you like waiting to do something is never a guarantee. Like it's, it's just, I never want to be the type of person that's like, okay, well, when I retire, I'll get this done. Or when I have more money, I'll make this happen or whatever it is. It's like, if, if there's something that I want, I want to start making steps towards it right now. And I think Mm -hmm. that our, like our last five years is a really good example of that. Cause when we hit the road, we didn't have very much money and we didn't have any guarantee. And in, in kind of every way, it was a really stupid decision, but it was the one that we knew we were supposed to do. And we felt really right and excited about it and made it happen. And it's brought us to so many more things that just the more that we like dream big for something and it makes no sense and we make it happen anyway, the more we feel like we can do that. Um, I love that. That's, yeah, I don't know if that like really counts. No, that's advice. I think that's amazing (laughs) advice. I love that. Um, thank you for sharing all this, your story, your advice, all the good stuff. Like this was such a beautiful episode. So I'm so excited for everyone to listen. Um, where can they find you on the internet? Where can everyone find you guys? Oh, yay. Okay. Thank you so much. This is amazing. And I'm really stoked to be on here. And this was such a fun conversation. And we should totally hang out in real life. Um, I know. I'm like, next time I'm slash you guys are anywhere in California, you will have to let me know. It's so fun. Finally, I'm like, after years of DMing (laughs) you, it's so fun to finally chat with you. I know, totally. Um, So people can find us on Instagram at the Hearns, T-H-E-H-E-A-R-N-E-S. Um, and then LinkedIn, that is our personal profile. So mine is Abby Hearn and it's, that's more like my personal adventures and landscape photography and a lot of personal thoughts. It's kind of like my online journal. And then Callens is more like just hilarious, random adventures and cool videography stuff that he does on the side for fun. 
Um, and then our website is theherns.com. And yeah, on there we have our blog and a lot of stuff. I feel like it would be a good resource for just other photographers wanting to do this type of thing. There's a lot you can learn just reading through our blog posts and that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, looking on Instagram and highlights. Mm-hmm. I try and have a lot of good resources for couples and that kind of thing. So hopefully incredible. It's and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> any any outdoor inspiration, anything anyone needs, go to the Hearns. Cause I'm like, your guys is oh, <laughs> I just love scrolling through your feed. I'm like, this is so beautiful and incredible. And I'm like, you guys have the coolest, most unique couples. I was just showing my friend the wedding that you did with the I wouldn't even know how to describe it. Like the freaking I'm like, how do I even describe it? Like the walkway over the canyon. With oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know. What was that called? Why can't yeah, I think it's of the word? A space net is what they called it. Yes. Um, yeah. And that couple, they were like professional highliners that come to Moab every year and did like the highlining festival out there. So this, it was just completely aligned with their personality and their community. And Oh, super cool. It's so cool. Every (laughs) time I look at that, I'm like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. So thank you so much, Abby, for being on the podcast. This was incredible. So thank you so much for coming and sharing all your, all your knowledge. I so appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This was super fun. No, it was so lovely to have you on and thank you guys for listening and we will see you next time. Bye.